Hey guys, welcome to the Inside Scoop. This is another special edition brought to you by Neil Crawford. If you don't know, the Inside Scoop, sponsored by Anytime Soccer Training, is a podcast for parents dedicated to helping us understand youth soccer around the world. But at the same time, every once in a while, I get questions that just I just have to record the answers to as soon as I can because they're so important. So first, Anytime Soccer Training. Anytime Soccer Training is a website that will host over a thousand follow-along videos over 200 hours, step-by-step. We're launching the the website next week. But as part of our mission, so the first part of our mission is to provide world-class training tools to help your child reach their full potential, but also empower parents to support their children by providing actionable information. So again, we're departing a little bit from the standard format of interviewing a coach uh, from or a parent from around the world. We'll, we'll have a show on Sunday about that. And we wanna answer one specific question that I always receive. And that question is, my child is four, my child is five, my child is six. Where do I start? How do I begin to train my child to help them um, get better at soccer and really enjoy the game. So to answer this question, I have invited a friend and a parent of a six-year-old to come on and have a quick Q&A dialogue with me. His name is Biniam Moulinay, and he is from Cary, North Carolina. I hope I got, got the pronunciation right, but you'll correct me. So Biniam, introduce yourself and also ask the question about, and introduce us yourself, sorry, tell us about your child, and then let's get right into it. Yeah, very excited to be here, uh, Neil. Really appreciate uh, uh, this conversation. So I have a six-year-old, so my name is Biniam. You got the pronunciation down, so very nice. Uh, so I have a six-year-old um, born in 2013 um, who has a, really loves soccer and um, and we've done a lot of um, like YMCA from time to time. Uh, unfortunately, what we haven't done is in between, we really haven't done anything. And of course, now given the circumstances, we really haven't um, done anything structured with him. And, you know, our, our goals with him, you know, we don't necessarily have a goal of him becoming, you know, uh, playing in the league sometime, but we definitely want, even for health reasons for physical activity uh, and given the fact that he loves soccer we want him to build skills you know for him to to be able to play in school and and you know for his self-esteem and self, his self-confidence as well uh, but I think as a parent for me I don't really um, know specifically what I can do to get him um, to get him started so so he there are things he can do at home um, so that when there's not like a, a uh, league or think uh, uh, kind of uh, YMCA or other things playing, we can still c- continue with those skill sets. So it's been kind of, um, you know, kind of confusing to know as to like how to get started, I guess. So that would be something I'm curious to, to get your guidance from. Okay. Thanks for that, Benium. So remind us again, how old is your son now and what year was he born? He is six years old and he was born in 2013. 
Okay. All right. So actually, we were just talking. That's right. My my son um, Matthew was born 2013 as well. So we have that in common, and I can definitely relate to where you're at now because we were just there a few months ago. Okay. So the first thing I'm gonna say, and uh, drum roll, please. Get ready to rock your world. It's actually not about the soccer. I'm gonna repeat that. Believe it or not, it's not about the soccer. It is about the physical activity as you spoke about, but if it was just about the physical activity or just about the soccer, then my advice would be totally different. Because if you just want physical activity, you just go and play outside. So there's, a, there's an element of instruction there, but I, I'm, I'm all, I always admonish parents to say that it's not about the soccer in the sense that um, the child may grow out of soccer one day and not want to participate in soccer, so what are you really doing? You're teaching them certain life lessons. So for my children, I, I started very early on saying, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use soccer as a vehicle to prove to them the importance and the benefit of deliberate practice. And if you don't believe in deliberate practice, if you don't believe in the benefits of deliberate practice, then this podcast is probably not for you. You might as well go ahead and turn it off now. But if you believe that, hey, if I spend five minutes, 10 minutes, two to three days a week on something, I will get better. It won't always be fun, but I'm really going to enjoy the benefits that I get from doing that. And those skills and that belief is very transferable and it creates a, a, a vocabulary, a vernacular, a taxonomy you can use to now communicate with your child in other areas of their life. So I kind of liken it to doing a little bit of extra homework academically, right? Um, it's the same principle. So that's number one. Number two, and I mentioned this on a previous podcast, as a parent, know your role and set expectations. So let's deal with the set expectations first. Now, I'm not going to tell you exactly how to communicate with your particular child or to the listeners to their particular child, because each child is different. But I will tell you in great detail how I communicated with my children uh, when they were that age and a little bit older from my, and my older son, I've given him even more information as he's gotten older. And it's quite simple. Listen, daddy will, that, let, me, let me say it like this. It's simple. There's two things in my house you have to be, you have to practice. You have to be pretty good at it. There's two things. One of them is school. And the other is whatever you want to do. You got to be good at school and something else. And you might say, oh, this is kind of harsh. What if, what if they want to be a journalist? Well, listen, we live in 2020 with Xbox, Fortnite. We live in the leisure capital of the world. I'm just trying to recapture a little bit of the childhood that many of our listeners would have experienced. But what I'm very clear about with my boys, and believe it or not, they understand as well, it doesn't have to be soccer. 
you do have to practice something, right? We try other things, karate, music, um, robotics. You got to practice something. And if, you, if it's soccer, then I'm here to support you. That's, that's the first thing. So that's managing that expectation. The second thing is knowing your role, right? You are not the teacher. This is, again, of course, this is my opinion. This is our show. But I strongly believe that as a parent, you don't want to try to substitute the coach or substitute the parent, uh, the teacher. You are there to supplement and work with them on what they are already doing. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, is to help the child get those repetitions in areas that they actually are already pretty familiar with. So for example, um, I'm not necessarily teaching my children um, uh, language arts as they're learning it, as the content is presented to them in school, but I'm ensuring that they read 20 minutes every day because it's those repetitions that are important. Now, Benny, I'm throwing a lot at you. Let me know if you, um, if you have any questions. Just interrupt at any time. Okay. But now yes, yes, yes. seeing it up before we get to the soccer. Because believe it or not, once we understand this framework, the soccer part is easy. Right? The parents yeah. make the mistake because they spent 30 minutes talking about the soccer and two minutes talking about all the other stuff that drives the kid crazy. Right. And leaves the parent frustrated. So what does that mean in a, in, a con, in a soccer context to focus on repetitions? Well, for us at any time soccer uh, training, we create these free skill of the week videos. They're on YouTube, I'll post a link below, where your child for a five minute, 30 seconds on, 10 second off interval, is just practicing one skill for five repetitions, five reps. That's allowing them to get repetitions on one particular skill. And trust me, if they do that three days out of the week, they will become proficient in that skill. What you don't want to do, and what I see parents do all the time, is throw 15 different skills at their kids. Kid is frustrated. Parent is frustrated. Coach hadn't even gone over that yet. The next thing is watch the practice. See what they're working on. This is unique because it's not even like school where you have to guess what they're working on. You can see what they're working on. Pick one or two things and just focus on that. Mm. If your child practiced one skill for one month, each, each month, by the end of the year, they would, have, they would be proficient in 12. Year two, 24. So I can't count any higher. So that's, I'm going to leave the example <laughs> there. You know, I don't want to put myself on the spot. <laughs> So think about it. If by, if, if by the time your son is eight years old, they have practiced 20, they're proficient in 24 skills, they will have the confidence, right? They, they will be technical. They will enjoy the game more, right? And you might just go ahead and buy your box seats to NCFC. You might just, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You never know, being the sky's the limit. All right, so 
that is my soapbox on how I like to, how I think about con uh, soccer and training my kids in the context of soccer. It's really more about um, teaching them the importance of deliberate practice, right? And creating healthy habits that are transferable in other areas of their life. So then the question becomes, well, how do I do this consistently without driving the child crazy or myself crazy? Right. This is very difficult to do. I know. Well, the first thing you try to do is focus, I call it remediation in soccer. That means whatever they can do, rewind two or three skills below that and practice that first. Mm. Because the mastery that is required is so much that they probably need to practice the equivalent of two grade levels below anyways. My oldest son, he can juggle 3,000 times. I shared this video, Proud Papa. Oh, yeah. Right? But when we go to the field, he still kicks the ball and catches it. He still juggles five times and catches it. Because I don't want him frustrated with daddy. He ain't gonna, he's not going to kill himself for daddy, right? And I don't want to ask him to do stuff that he can't do. And, not, and he's frustrated. And I'm frustrated. Whatever. Let the coaches get that extra little effort out of him. Mm. He's, he's excited with the coaches. He's around his buddies. I'm just helping him get those reps. To belabor the point, even when it comes to education, my, I, 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 when I supplement my, child's edu my ch children's education, oftentimes I, I rewind a couple of uh, grade levels. Because the teachers in the schools, they don't have time to dig deep into arithmetic. So that's my first piece of advice. Now, uh, first piece of advice on that, in terms of not getting on their nerves. My next piece is, if you have to talk to them too much during a training, during a training environment, if you, have, if you find yourself on the field giving loads of instructions, as a parent, you are probably doing something that's too advanced for them. So that's my second piece of advice on not getting on their last nerves. Break it down, take it down a lower level. If they don't get it, the, the children have their entire life to master these skills. If, they're, if you're asking them to run and they're barely walking, just run that week. I mean, just walk that week. Right. I think that's a very right. good point. All right. So now let's jump into where we start. But Benny, I'm interested in something. If you hadn't talked to me, you didn't know anything about anything, which might be very easy in your case. I'm joking you. Benny yeah. knows I like to joke him. <laughs> where would you start as a parent? Like literally, where would you start if you didn't know? You had no reference. <laughs> Yeah, no, honestly, um, until I um, came across your resource, honestly, I think we, we, um, we just kind of accepted the fact that um, it would be the situ a situation where like, you know, the, the skill sets would go down and then, um, then, you know, we would try. I think some of the things you said are really interesting because I've definitely 
saw myself sometimes um, trying to sh have him practice multiple things at the same time. And there's a level of frustration and, and disengagement. Um, and then, you know, again, and so when it's time to play a, a, in a team, um, you know, like, I guess relying on on that process to kind of rebuild some of those skill sets back, knowing that it's not gonna, it's, it's not, I, I knew that like eventually long-term, like he would start continuing to kind of fall behind, which is what I didn't want because I definitely want him to, because he likes it and enjoys it so much to be able to have a, an opportunity to play in school, you know? Um, so I think, but now I'm really excited to kind of explore some of these resources to try to, um, to, to, to figure out how to come up with a structure. And, and I really, a lot of the stuff you said about discipline really resonated as well with me and, and, and learning to the discipline piece. But yeah, I honestly, I don't know. I it was sort of one of those things that always bugged me. Like I want to do something about it, but I just uh, didn't know where to go. Yeah. And that's good. So thank you. And I was in the exact same boat and went on YouTube and spent hours and hours and hours. So that, that's some time I'm trying to save for parents like you. And there's one more point in terms of my proof. So we talked about the importance of deliberate practice. We talked about not getting on your child's last nerves and turning them away from a game that they love. Well, the next part of the proof is, and I proved to my oldest son, I'm trying to prove to my younger one, that's a little bit more difficult, is it actually doesn't take very long. You know, we're talking about 10, 15 minutes of consistent supplemental help, right? Now, yeah, if you want to be on the Manchester United Youth Academy, that's a different conversation. But right. we're talking about, you know, being proficient, being technical, getting those foundational skills now while they're really young and don't understand exactly why you're doing it so that they do have a positive experience in soccer and then if they want to take it to another level you're there to support them okay so it doesn't take very long so getting into the way i like to think about it and what i recommend for parents i put helping your child into four main buckets one is aerial control, that's juggling the soccer ball, dealing with the soccer ball in the air. The next is dribbling. Most people know what dribbling is, traveling with the ball with your foot. The next is weak feet, working on your weak foot. And the final is balance and control, balance and coordination, which because of, you know, each, each school district is different, but because a lot of the gym programs and PE programs are being reduced, I find, and then it's not as much free play, that parents have to, not have to, but parents should introduce some balance and coordination um, exercises with their children at a relatively young age, unfortunately. So let's talk about aerial control juggling. There's a big debate in the sort of the soccer community about how important this is, but I think about it a little bit differently, which is where, as a parent, do I get the most bang for my buck? What are the areas I can help my child with out with that would be very difficult for them to get into a team, get in a team environment? Juggling aerial control is one of those areas because 99% of a team practice is not dead is dedicated to team sort of team activities and dribbling activities, not you just kicking the ball in the air to yourself. All right. 
So this is an area where a parent can add a lot of value. In addition to that, most children are not going to do it on their own, and they're definitely not going to do it with your weak foot. So then the question becomes, well, what, what are some of the things I did? I, 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 we just created a video we'll post on um, Facebook and YouTube so you can see some examples. But with, with juggling, if you can picture this, I started with Matthew holding the ball and tapping it with his thighs. Mm. You want them to get early wins, right? So you're literally just jogging in place, tapping the balls with your thighs, tapping the ball with your thighs, never letting it go, right? That gets them that introduces the, the thigh to the ball, the ball to the thigh to the body. Good little warm up. How do I do it? I, I have an interval timer, which I talk to people a lot about. Ten seconds on, five seconds off. Beat. The first beat, tapping it with your right thigh, running in place. Second beat, tapping it with your left thigh. Third beat, alternating, period. You're also teaching them a taxonomy, which is saying left, right, or right, left. And believe it or not, at our kids' age, you're actually teaching them right and left. So that's not a problem, right? <laughs> forget, about it. forget about the soccer. <laughs> then when they get good at that, we're talking about aerial control. You, you, you're telling them to slightly loosen their hands on the ball so the ball just bounces a little bit while it's still in their hands. This is how basic we need to start. Early wins. Very easy because you're just trying to prove them. Five minutes, we're done. Mm -hmm. Intentionally make it easy. Intentionally remove any excuses. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but any barriers to just knocking it out. No, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Then, um, after that, then they bounced it on their thigh, catching it. Again, I'll put these in the show notes, but this entire curriculum will be part of anytime soccer training bouncing it on his thighs and catching it. 10 seconds on, five seconds off. That interval is important. I'm throwing a lot at you. I encourage the reader, listeners to listen to this show uh, multiple times because this is 10 years of trial and error, tears, good days, <laughs> bad days. I'm trying my best to get into less than an hour. Bouncing it and catching it on both thighs. And then, okay. Now we, we got the thighs. We've been doing that for about a month. Thighs are good. Now you add kicking it. But you don't kick it and catch it. You kick the ball and just tell them it can bounce two times before they catch it. Mm. They love it. It's fun. They kick the ball, bounces two times, catches it. All right, they get good at that. Kick the ball. Bounce one time and catch it. Okay, we good. We cooking with grease. Now I get a little box, four cones. I slowly make the box smaller. Kick the ball, let it bounce, catch it. Box getting smaller. Ten seconds on, five seconds off. Ten seconds on, five seconds off. Alternating feet. You should do this so much that they memorize this. Then they can do that, kick the ball, catch it. Kick the ball, catch it. Mind you, my oldest one, juggled 3,000 times. We did that for years. Mm. It's almost like run, walk. There's not a big difference. You're a doctor, so you probably can tell me. Maybe I'm wrong. 
between running a minute, walking 30 seconds, running a minute, walking 30 seconds. There's not a big difference between that and continuously running in terms of cardio if you do it consistently. That's exactly Same right. principle. Same principle. Kick it, catch it. Kick it, okay, kick it twice, catch it. Kick it twice, catch it. We we on the same page here. Now, guess what? You want to know the good news? You don't got to remember any of this. Next week, the entire curriculum with the video, shameless plug, you can get it on Anytime Soccer Training. All these videos are right there. But you, I would be a hypocrite if I told you you needed me to get started with these very basic skills. But what happens is they get confident. And then you're going to see that they do these things on their own, free. You just introduce it to them. You can also introduce using different parts of the feet. The assumption is we were using the laces. They can kick it with the inside of their foot, let it drop. These are area control. Moving along, dribbling. Mm. This is one of the things I consider to be the most, I don't want to say mistaught, but not taught properly. I guess it is mis areas of soccer. When your child is our children's age, the, um, it's important, and this is extremely important to remember this concept, touching the ball with every single step. What does that mean to you, Benny? And when I say that, as, a, as someone who hasn't given this a lot of thought, touching the ball with every single step. It means there shouldn't be a, there shouldn't be a situation where um, you take multiple steps, you know, like basically the way it sounds, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. here's the analogy, not the now, the demonstration I want you to do with your child. You ready? Do this with your son in the living room or the next time y'all go to the training pitch, because he's going he's gonna to love it. Tell him to close his eyes, put his hand on your, on your uh, shoulder, and you walk around in a zigzag formation, not too fast. He's only six. <laughs> <laughs> not too fast in a zigzag formation. He should have no problems finding you, keeping up with you, right? His hands on your shoulder, his eyes are closed. No problem, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Next time, all right, you do that for about five or six seconds. Tell him, keep his eyes closed, but tap. Tap your shoulder as quickly as he can. You start walking. Is he going to have a problem keeping up with you? Shouldn't. No, because it's right yeah. here. He's feeling yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Punchline, don't embarrass me. Now, do the same thing. Close your eyes, but tell him to tap your shoulder every three seconds. You walking in a zigzag. Don't be harder. Don't be harder. <laughs> he can't do it, right? No, no. Because you're going to move by the time he can get his hand back exactly. on you. In this analogy, the your body is the ball. His hand is your foot. Ah. Uh, yeah. I like so, that. That makes a lot of sense. I know. You know, this is pure trial and error. Me watching kids playing soccer, me not knowing anything about anything, but just watching my son's practices, watching the other kids, it hit me like a light bulb, like, like a, not light bulb, it hit me like a bolt of lightning. Like, wait a minute, the ones who can dribble really well, they're getting a lot of touches, but going the same distance. As the, mm. But the ones who couldn't dribble really well, 
they were getting less touches while traveling the same distance. So the logical conclusion, because I'm a finance person is, well, what if we optimize the touches to get to the same distance? Can't mm -hmm. be too many, right? Because then they wouldn't be moving that fast enough. Right, it right. It can't right, be right. too little because then they don't have control. So we want an optimum way. Well, how do you communicate an optimum amount of touches to a six-year-old? You can't. You can't even do it to a 26-year-old. <laughs> what you have to do, this is universal. Touch the ball with every single step. And the way you do this with your child is have them walk around the yard touching the ball with every single step. Walk, not run. Walk. This will take them weeks to get comfortable with. But once they do, they're going to realize, you know what? I can't use my toes because if I hit it with my toe, it's going to go too far. Mm -hmm. Then once they can walk, what do you do? You add a little pace. And then once you add a little pace, you add a little change of direction. And then any drill you do with them subsequently, they have to do it while touching the ball with every single step. Now, mm -hmm. how hard you in, in, you know impose this has a lot to do with, you know, your child's motivation and, you know, how serious a soccer player they want to be, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is, this is the gold standard of dribbling. So once they can touch the ball with every single step, they're going to naturally bring their toes down and hit it with their laces. Then you introduce basic cone drills where they're maneuvering around the cones. Mm. And you can get a lot of this information tutorials on the internet. And again, anytime soccer training will have over 500 different dribbling um, drills, even, even the walk one, even the thing I'm telling you about walking, uh, That's great. you know, and the one subscription. Now, moving along, because I know we pushing on time, weak foot. No coach. I love my coaches. I'm a coach. I'm a trainer. Love them to death. No coach is going to work with your child's weak foot or take an interest in your lovely child's weak foot more than you, period. Ain't going to happen. So these are the two things I did to help my sons with their weak foot. And my older one was so good with his weak foot that the parents and the other coaches, they thought he was left-footed for years until he, was, until he got older and he started shooting from distance. And they saw that he had a preference for his right foot. I did two things. This may be a tiny, one of them is going to be a little tiny bit hard to picture maybe. And also it might make me sound crazy. So we're in the, we're in the uh, no judgment zone. <laughs> so the first thing is aerial, just work on it with the aerial control. Make sure that every, every drill you're doing, you really put an emphasis on the weak foot. And right. in subsequent podcasts, I'll talk to you about how we, how we do that in a training environment. But just remember for now, you have to be more committed to it than they are at this age. Mm. What I did, and six is a little young, but definitely at seven. When, when my older one started playing, quote unquote, club or travel soccer, I made a promise to him. Daddy is not going to say a word to you on that pitch. I ain't going to say nothing during practice, and I'm definitely not going to say anything during the game. Hmm. But, and there's a one big but, we got one rule. 
whenever the coaches give you a choice or they don't care, they're indifferent, you must use your left foot. So then the question becomes, well, is a seven-year-old actually going to remember that? No, of course not. So how do I how do I tell him that without embarrassing him in the middle of practice? Yeah. How do I how do I communicate this? Vinium, do you watch baseball? Uh, not not very commonly, but sometimes. Yeah, you and the rest of America. Yeah. I grew up <laughs> watching baseball. I'm a big baseball fan. Well, you know how to, you you know in baseball they have a third base coach, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, if you should YouTube sometimes you see spoofs on third base coaches giving signals. But the that's third always base, me. That's me usually. Yeah, <laughs> the third the third base coach is giving signals to the batter. You know, do this, but they're doing all the sign language. Yeah. <laughs> so I had one signal for my son. And I hope one day we, we're going to look back at this and laugh. We're definitely going to look back at it. I hope we're laughing. We may be on the couch. <laughs> but I had one sign for him. If I tap my thigh, he got to start using his left foot. Mm. So what you will see in practice, they'll do little passing drills, moving drills, coach not paying attention, blah, blah, blah. They warming up. They may have a free play juggling, whatever they're doing. I would say, I would call his name. His name is Adam. Adam. And I tapped my thigh. That's all I had to do. Mm. Boom. And he knew. Now, is he going to do that the entire practice? Of course not. But that would just give him a little jolt to two or three minutes using mm -hmm. that weak foot. And the cumulative effect of those two or three minutes ended up with him being two-footed. So that's another tip. That's great. And then we got the balance, we have the balance and coordination. That's just the basic fun stuff, like standing on one toe, putting your knees here. I do, and my older one who's 10 now, I've introduced jump roping, which again, is part of the curriculum. It's part of any time soccer training where you do a ball mastery drill for say 30 seconds, then you have to jump rope for 30 seconds on your right foot, that kind of thing. But so I definitely encourage jump roping. That's a, that's an art form that our kids don't do as much as they should. And at your, at our kids age six and six years old, it's a bit much, but just having them jump, hop, whatever. We just got them jump rope. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> We just bought some jump ropes, actually. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I use them. So we're going to have a we're, – we're going to have a video series for parents. I'm calling the Parents Parent Zone. And you can also use it. You're going to be able to use it for fundraising as well because and, – and jump roping will be a part of that. That's great. So let's conclude with a couple of things, and then I'll let you ask any questions if you have any, and then we can all reflect on um, what, what has been said. And I, and I did a data dump for you, so I, I appreciate you being a great listener. Let's conclude with what I did not say that goes with, should go without being said. It's about fun. And I'm, I'm laughing. You can't see me laughing saying that because, you know, in, this, in the world of youth sports, I think we forget that often. It's about fun. But make no mistake about it. As a parent, we should not feel guilty by encouraging, borderline forcing our ch children to uh, adopt healthy 
and consistent habits. Right. We should feel guilty if we're screaming at them, getting frustrated at them, or asking them to do too much. But five minutes, skill of the week video, even if, even if they don't love soccer, is not going to be the end of the world. Okay, so that goes without being said. Another thing I didn't talk too much about, but I'll put in the ebook, is creating a soccer culture at home. If you do think your child may, um, may be really into it, watching games, discussing it. Mm. Also read, uh, have my children read a lot of books, Messi, Ronaldo book. Uh, I think it's a book I, my son is reading now from Amazon. I think it's called The Little Kicks. I think it's a, a, a book about a girl who transfers to another school and she plays on a soccer team. So I do introduce a lot of soccer in, in literature, um, in games That's great. and stuff, just building a, building a soccer culture. Don't wait until they're like 10 to start doing it. Do it now. Brainwash them now. Um, you know, the easier you start, the, you start, the better. Right? So just introduce the soccer culture there. Uh, get some jerseys, that kind of stuff. We didn't talk too much about that. But what, um, but I, what I hope, um, and I'm going to summarize it like this, what I hope I was able to accomplish, Benium, was what, what it is what our mission is, is to provide you with actionable, actionable information, which is, Grab a skill of the week video from the Anytime Soccer uh, Training YouTube channel. They're only five minutes and commit to doing one of those a day, three days a week. Okay. Commit to having your son play around with kicking the ball on his thigh and catching it or any, any way they can use the thigh and the ball and just commit to doing that every once in a while. Commit to having them kick the ball in the air, letting it drop and catch. Maybe they do it 10 times oh, with the right foot, 10 times with the left foot, it's fine. I don't care if the ball bounces four times. Just kick it in the air, let it bounce, and they catch it. Just commit to that. And then give thought as they get, as he gets older, if he actually wants to take it to another level, give thought about really working with them on their weak foot because no one else is going to do it but you. So that's, that's how I would summarize the first things I would do with my child. And that's the broader context that I would put it in. And so I appreciate you being a great listener. Again, this was a data dump because this question has been coming, coming at me so, so much that I just had a lot of pent up answers. So I apologize for pretty much monopolizing. No, this is great. Monopolizing. This is great. No, but this is with great. that being said, Benium, I want to give you the, the last word and just, you know, any any thoughts, any reflections? Yeah, no, I think that this was excellent. I, I think that um, that I really like the way that you you organized the information. Honestly, I expected the 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 dribbling piece and uh, um, like the aerial piece. I think the the weak foot was something I never expected or thought about. It was it's, a, it's sort of a brand new uh, concept, uh, to kind of be deliberate about that. Um, also even the balance coordination piece also is not something that I kind of would think to, to do. Um, so I, I thought that was very, um, very kind of, I guess, very novel and, and very interesting to, to think about. And I mean, I, I do want to commend you because I think it's, uh, you're kind of like revolutionizing the way soccer instruction is being done and i do think you have a very exciting model i do i do want to ask uh, kind of practical questions like you know will there be an app oh yeah thank, you. thank you 
Well, you know, so here's the thing. I'm I'm from the old school, you know, I'm I'm from South Carolina. People always say before they even pay buy anything, they want to know about new features and stuff. How about um buying what we got and then we'll talk about new features? But with that being said, the website is mobile friendly, mobile optimized. Okay. 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 So there will That's not great. be an app this year but it's extremely user-friendly. Okay, that's perfect. But in future editions, we're gonna have leaderboards, we're gonna have a fundraising platform, uh, and we're gonna have some other features for sharing. And at that point, we will consider, if we build traction, then we will consider launching the app to facilitate that. Okay, okay. I only ask because I just wanna, I'm just thinking about the, like actually using it out in the field and making sure that um that it's 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 uh, you know easy to find those videos and to like save them and you know stuff like that like just just a, sometimes it's like those small stupid things that you, you make excuses like oh i have to search for it where was it you know that kind of stuff so um it's up but it sounds like it's, it's fairly um you know easy to use but I, I look forward to exploring it i i did um we did try out I think there was one, uh, there was one uh, video I came across that, that we enjoyed, but I, I um, but I hadn't kind of looked through the rest of the curriculum. So I'll, I'll definitely uh, check that out and sign up. Yeah. So a couple of things, the at the website curriculum will be broken down into modules and those modules will be broken down into different playlists. And when you can, when you complete a video, so the videos in the playlist will have an orange, a red check, a red cross or something. X, sorry. When you complete it, it will, that check, that cross will turn in, I can't even say it, sorry. That X will turn into a green check. Got it. So that lets you know where you're, where you're at. And then mm -hmm. you and I, I'll, I'll invite you back onto the show. We'll do a video version. So you have to wear some clothes. People can't see you now. You have to wear some clothes. <laughs> we'll do a video version and I'll do a little quick product demo with you so you can kind of see how to navigate the um the program oh that would be great i would love to see that i'd yes. love to do that but i'll check it out though check it out and then i'll follow up in the show notes with um some links to videos that people can try right now and and one thing i didn't mention about the actual takeaway uh walk get the soccer ball out you can have soccer balls at your house as well and encourage uh your son um to walk and while touching the ball with every step and ingrain that that's 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 a well I, that's a big important tip all right so benium benium from uh, i really appreciate you checking in from Cary, north carolina i really appreciate your time um i look forward to uh working with your son and i look forward to uh you try the product who knows Maybe this could be the beginning of the next Ethiopian Ronaldo. You never know. You never know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but at least there will be some, some dis focused discipline and, and life lessons. So um, uh, congratulations on, on, on this uh, endeavor and uh, look forward to working with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys, we hit stop, but I forgot one thing. So this is sort of like the P.S., Nothing motivates your child more than them seeing you do the exercise. So all the stuff we talked about, Benium, jump right in there and do it with them and even make some mistakes. 
that really gets the uh, the younger ones motivated. So that was just a little PS. I know the format 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 may be a little weird, but what's most important is the information and supporting your child in a way that um, makes them feel good about themselves and not dejected or demotivated. Again, this is Neil Crawford with the Inside Scoop. Check out www.anytime-soccer.com to get your get access to over 50 ball free ball mastery and juggling videos. Much of the content we talked about during this podcast. Thank you.